0: Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And
1: I'm Paige Wesley. And
0: with us we have...
2: Andrea Gazetta! Yay. Yay!
0: And we have got another great episode for you. Uh, it's Paige's week, and it is the palate cleansers to cleanse all palates. It's fantastic. It is very fun, very informative, and oh my gosh, it, I lose my goddamn mind.
1: <laughs> I broke Armando just like he broke me with the flat
0: earth. <laughs> it's one of the first times it's actually ever happened. Um but before we get into it, we have got some news and reviews.
3: <laughs>
0: the first bit of news is that we have a Patreon now. Yay!
3: Get it, girl.
0: And you will learn in this episode why it is so important to give to our Patreon so that we can do some of the worst things that the humanity has never asked for. Um once you listen to this episode it'll make a little bit more sense so that patreon is patreon.com slash cult podcast just five dollars a month you get access to our speculation zone episodes which this week we did one on
1: witchcraft and pop culture yes
0: so you can get that plus all of our other episodes that we've put out so far you also get a shout out on the main feed show So yeah, we've also got a bunch of other tiers that you can choose from that have varying amounts of different awesome rewards, so please go check it out. Our next thing is that we have another five-star review. This review comes to us from Todd Awesome.
1: Oh, hey, Todd.
2: Oh, hi.
0: And it says, Simply Perfect. If you don't love this show, there's something wrong with you. It's informative and hilarious. Paige, Armando, and Andrea are wonderful. Keep up the amazing work.
1: Yay! <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you.
0: Uh, if you want to be read on the podcast and we will read pretty much anything within a small amount of reason, then you should leave us a five-star review because we need a few new ones for upcoming episodes and that helps us out. You don't even know how much. For whatever reason, that is the metric that podcasts are judged by. So... Leave us a five-star review. Uh, if you're outside of America, leave a five-star review. Screenshot it and send it to us because for some reason it only shows us the reviews from the greatest country in the world.
1: Um, uh, okay, that's a bit much. USA!
0: USA! Why did no one chant with me?
2: Because... Self-respect? Healthcare?
0: <laughs> well, uh, I think without any further ado, let's get into the show. Hello. 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 Uh-huh. Thank Jesus for America. Thank Jesus for the Dome. Don't drink
3: the cool.
0: These, These are, are our, our opinions. opinions.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley.
0: And I'm Armando Torres.
1: And with us we have... Andrea Casita! Yay. Yay! And it's my wee! Bow, bow, bow,
0: bow, it bang. sure is! Oh.
1: Now, this is the second time we've recorded this specific episode in...
0: In a week, three uh, days, yeah, three days, just about. <laughs> I've f-
2: had so much caffeine, baby. <laughs> yeah. What a
0: fucking week it has been.
1: I know this is this is super fun. It was super fun last time, which yeah. made it even more of a bummer when it crashed.
0: <laughs> of course, it's always a uh, whenever you record a podcast, you run the risk of having a guy who is. Makes a career off of being an, a, a hooligan, <laughs> running all of the technical stuff, and he does fuck up from time to time. Yeah,
2: the problem is, is that he keeps entering four twenty sixty nine as every important number. So
0: it makes filing impossible.
2: Um, I, as as
1: a treat to myself, closed these notes after we recorded last time and have not looked at them since. Great. Nice, and then just reopened them moments ago. And saw one of the sources and remembered a section of the show that I am equally as excited about as I was last time. Yes. Awesome. Let's get to it. So this is a group that actually comes up in the Facebook group like every two to three months. It actually came <laughs> up like two weeks ago.
0: It, it really goes cheese and then this group.
1: <laughs> I mean, not far off. The cool thing about this group is because it's been on our list for forever and I've been just kind of slowly gathering, you know, resources and things like that. And I hadn't had really the chance to like sit down and delve into it in, until like the last couple weeks as we had like holiday weekends and stuff. And there are two different documentaries on this group. I highly recommend both of them. I'll list them in the sources in a second. But the thing that blows my mind about them is there's always this one like stock photo that people have of them. They post it on every single article. They make every single article of like 10 weirdest cults or whatever. And yet no one fucking knows about them. Everyone knows about Manson. Everybody knows about Heaven's Gate. Nobody talks about these people, and they're way more fun to talk about because no one has died, no one's really hurt, and they are bat shit insane. Oh, yes. yes. Fucking bonkers. There is, and I, I'm sure this will come up, why would we consider them a cult? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but they do fit the mold of believing things outside the norm. Okay. Having different doctors for the leader than they do the follower. And they do make a bit of a sacrifice, but I would call it an emotional sacrifice as opposed to a physical sacrifice. Mm. And that'll make a lot more sense later.
0: An emotional sacrifice is where you take your depression, mold it into a goat and sacrifice it for <laughs> your mental well being. By
1: goat did you mean wrists? Ew. <laughs> no. no, nobody does that. It's it's gonna be a fairly easy sailing day i figured this was a good palate cleanser after how many witches we burned fair fair fair, fair, fair. yep all right so today we are talking about unarians nice. yes now here are my sources and again i mentioned there's two documentaries i highly recommend both of them one of them is a little bit shorter that is uh the documentary we are not alone by jody willis it also had an accompanying art installation at the Standard Hotel. Uh, that documentary is only about 20 minutes long, and it's really more about the art and fashion of this group. Highly recommend.
0: It's not often that a movie gets an entire art installation to go along with it. Right. Oh,
1: there have been multiple art installations about this group, and this group has their own internal art installations. They're, if not for their fucking whack-ass belief
2: system mm-hmm. they would be an art collective in fairness it is a lot like the cremister cycle yeah
0: cool i think the only movie I, that with an art collection i can think of is super bad where they had all of the dicks that jonah oh hill God, drew yes. when they put those up in the louvre for like a month oh,
2: wait is that a real thing that happened no, no. oh that would have been amazing <laughs> what
0: (laughs) I was yes (laughs) because
1: that's going to be important to the story later on
0: (laughs) oh god you you I'm so cool in
2: 2011
0: where they put a big giant dick over the Mona Lisa
2: (laughs) I don't remember
0: most people didn't even notice the difference
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll
1: talk about Mona
0: Lisa later on
2: yes what I don't remember this oh good
1: you're in for a treat okay god Uh, the next documentary uh, which is feature length and focuses a lot more on their belief system Mm -hmm. and their internal doctrine which is extensive is the documentary children of the stars by bill perrine it's currently available on amazon Uh, also amazon has a new streaming service that's purely for documentaries it's like 4.99 we definitely have a subscription now for the amount of documentaries that we watch Uh, but if you're into cults and nerdy shit i mean we're not sponsored, but yeah. it's pretty nifty.
0: Yeah, we won't tell you to get it because we're not sponsored, but yeah, we will them. tell you it exists.
1: Yeah, for your info. Uh, we also used Unarius.org, which is their website. Oh, great. Uh, Also, the Unarius video archives on YouTube. So they made extensive, extensive videos and have been slowly digitizing them. So there are archives of their videos both on their own websites and then a lot of them are on YouTube as well. And when they were made, at the time they were made, they played on public access TV. So some people have seen it on public access. Additionally, we have a handful of articles specifically about their location because they have a brick and mortar building. We also have uh, the write-up on the art installation from the Standard Hotel. And then we have an article from Racked.com, which sounds like a porn site, yeah, it but does. it was just like a, list, a listicle <laughs> site.
0: It's um, a listicle site of the best racks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: they, they had an article... Titled Uriel, the Universe's Best Dressed Spiritual Leader, which is a lot about specifically the leader of
2: this cult. That's super impressive because she was up against the Virgin Mary. So <laughs> she and I'm I'm gonna tell you, she takes it.
0: Yeah. It's I think it's, it's much more interesting that she was able to be so fashionable when her name is one letter away from being Urinal. <laughs> That's like, that's Quit like thinking about the
1: pea cakes. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's so much harder to be cool when you're so close to piss.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Witches are pretty cool. <laughs> in fairness, I've never been cool in a toilet, but yeah, <laughs> I'm cool all the time. Uh, and <laughs> I'm just imagining like the fawns leaning against a toilet and he just like drops in coolness points. Oh, I was thinking he was going to bang on the wall and it would flush.
0: No. <laughs> It's like you know how, just like he's peeing and he can't get the little last bit out, so he hits his dick, (laughs) and and then he goes Ayy.
1: Ayy. or like he pulls out a toilet, like a toilet seat protector, but it's leather, like a jacket.
0: (laughs) I'm taking it (laughs) off. Why does it have
1: a zipper? I don't understand.
0: You can be cool as fuck on the bathroom now. I take it all back. It's
1: protection just in case there's sharks. (laughs) Uh, Final source. Our final source is. We're
2: still in the sources and we already have a Fonz bathroom riff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the last source is a Wikipedia list of people who have claimed to be Jesus with (laughs) citations.
0: One of them being the Fonz.
2: (laughs) Top 10 people who've claimed to be Jesus. There's so many more. The than answers somebody. may surprise you. I
0: read that on Racker. That's what it was.
2: Racker, I hardly know her.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
2: Come with me to my leather
1: bathroom. All right. <laughs> Are... Come with
2: me and,
1: and you'll we'll
2: pee on a leather jacket. Okay.
1: Okay. Are we ready? Yes. Yeah. Shit's about to pop the fuck off. So Ruth Neal's was born in Indianapolis, Indiana in 1900. Damn. She old. Well, she's dead. (laughs) She dead. (laughs) (laughs) She did live to be very old, though. Uh, Her family was extremely poor. And according to her, she grew up in a very abusive household. I do want to preface this by saying that This is not like Manson or Herf or Jim Jones where we have a lot of external information. So a lot of the information about her life, we just know from her. So it's as if we had to like do an entire episode on Manson in his own words, which were mostly just pussy. I was raised in
0: Spiders
1: mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was I remember reading one chapter and it was like, "Man, we made love and I stayed inside her all night long." And I was like, "Oh god. Oh man, she was 17." Um,
0: and apparently he was a Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> God. soaking. One time I went to the bathroom and I saw Henry Winkle and I was like, get <laughs> out of here, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Leather you... on
1: the toilet. Shit was wild. Um...
0: <laughs> My dick wasn't working for like a week straight. He hit that shit and went, hey, and it back to normal. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> so this is something I do kind of want to address briefly because pretty much every single, well, not every single, but most of the cult leaders we cover have a family history of either extreme poverty or abuse or both. And I think that is kind of integral to them becoming the people they become as adults. Right. Yeah. And, you know, any feelings of maybe not feeling important or cared for, now you have the flip side of this whole group of people thinks I'm the best thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that factors in a lot here. The difference here is that it doesn't necessarily have the negative result it normally does. I mean, don't get me wrong, shit gets wild, but it's pretty tame. This is kind of like Terry Hoffman without all the murders and with way better outfits. Nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's the hair situation though? So much better
1: and taller. Taller
0: hair. Bitch, you have no idea. Oh my god, I'm fucking taller excited. hair
1: and a tiara collection. What? <laughs> And sometimes she would wear Christmas lights in her hair and they would light up. What? Oh, I I she would outwalk pretty much every other drag queen from RuPaul's drag race on the runway. On a Tuesday. This is... Like,
0: bitch was crazy. She sounds like what our children are going to think Dolly Parton was. Like That's true, <laughs> she, yeah. The legends say her hair was five feet tall and shining like
1: Christmas. Nuts. She's like the final evolution of Dolly Parton. <laughs> like, Dolly Parton's... No. Okay, here we go. So, the first version is Dolly Parton, and okay. then that evolves into Trixie Mattel. And then Trixie Mattel becomes Uriel.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah, you
1: have to collect uh, (laughs) plastic Barbies that came in McDonald's Happy Meals. Yeah, if you collect 32, you can evolve them. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, according to Ruth, she had an abusive first husband. Not much is known about him, and we only have her word to go on. Um, there's also rumors of an additional abusive husband, but again, very few concrete details. Uh, she had a love for music and dancing and the arts, but she was pretty much always trapped in a cycle of either abuse or subservience as a housewife, which was kind of common at the time. Born in 1900, her first marriage occurred right between World War I and the Great Depression. Oof. So there was no room for art, only for housewives.
2: Even a housewife at that time is still kind of a luxury because, like, it's a time when even when lower class pe- women had to work. Cause oh, absolutely.
1: Wasn't- and she totally did. Yeah. Um, okay. Although it seems like a lot of that happened after potentially. Okay. I'll get to it. Uh, she does at the time, and this is right before World War II, uh, take small parts in local theater productions where, according to her, she was very good. i have some video evidence to the contrary
0: (laughs) i I know a lot of actors who have that a very similar review of their performance Yes,
2: it was great um and i was like the best one out there no one could even match my energy mm -hmm. and then you see the replay and you're like this is a crazy person
1: (laughs) uh she was definitely in plays we we have records of that um, but her acting abilities at the time cannot be confirmed. We do have video evidence of her acting abilities later on, and sources say bad.
0: Oh God, it's pretty bad. Oh, I had like five lines, and I nailed all of them. I understand that, but you were supposed to be a tree, and so
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think by lines you mean branches. <laughs>
0: You can see why we're upset.
1: (laughs) (laughs) In interviews, uh, she's expressed, much like Terry Hoffman, at this time, a growing disdain for everyday life. She would accomplish things like, you know, parts and plays or writing projects. And it would make her more and more unhappy with her day-to-day life, which, I mean, anyone who works in the arts who also has a day job. I feel
0: that every day. I feel it
3: so hard.
1: Do you know how hard it is to go back to the day job after live shows? Oh, my God. It's so
0: hard. I would have. There was a period of my life where I was having some of the best career advancement that I had ever had. And then I would have to go back to working at Jimmy John's. There was a time where one of the best things that's ever happened to me happened. And then the next day, my coworker dropped a five-gallon bucket of tuna on the floor and it went all over me and then instead of telling me to go home and clean up my manager said you've got a delivery uh and so fuck that place <laughs> and fuck working at jimmy john's if anyone here works at jimmy john's hit me up and i will send you twenty dollars
2: no. no no you did not don't. have twenty dollars <laughs> yeah, i'm
0: twenty dollars away from working at a jimmy john's <laughs>
1: And I mean, I, I will tell you that feeling wears off and things go back to normal and you go to your day job and everything's fine.
0: Tell you, it doesn't wear off the smell of tuna and a Honda Accord. He
1: still smells like tuna. (laughs) Yeah. Now, according to records of her life, and again, these are her records, uh, (laughs) according to her, she owned, ran and sold multiple restaurants, but then she found it boring. What? (laughs) Okay. Okay. So she moved on to real estate, but also that got boring. What?
2: Yeah, it's because her hair was too big to fit through doorways, (laughs) and it's problematic.
0: Would you like to buy this Jimmy
2: John's?
0: (laughs) It only sort of reeks of tuna.
2: (laughs) According to her, uh,
1: in this interview, she has had two to three dozen jobs or careers in her lifetime. Damn, two to three dozen? Two to three dozen. Fuck. Which now consider this too. We're looking at a period of time right now from I would say approximately nineteen fourteen or fifteen because okay. you probably started working as a teenager to nineteen fifty. 1950. In nineteen fifty four, Ruth met her second, potentially third, because we don't know about that second abusive one that maybe existed or not. Mm-hmm. Mystery husband. Mystery husband. Uh, she met her final husband. Let's go with that. Ernest L. Norman.
0: wait is that his that's his god-given name
1: yeah Ernest l L. is his middle initial okay norman i don't know what the l stands for i can only i can only guess that it stands for phenomenal
0: (laughs) that's good i love that his name sounds like uh, a superhero's alter ego
2: yeah like yeah. the most normal person yeah
0: and it, like it's it, all of it is just earnest L normal, normal man, man. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it
1: reminds me of L Ron Hubbard
0: oh
1: yeah and he, he's kind of a similar dude but not as crazy
0: you know what else is fun is that every time that they have sex technically she's taking the L
1: <laughs> and the D
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she's keeping it on the DL <laughs>
2: lord i have to leave
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now uh
1: he's known within unarius his name is ernest l norman but he's known within unarius as raphael the moderator
0: okay see much better name it still sounds like your superpower is moderating reddit threads right but it is much better than ernest l Normalman.
2: i mean he sounds like a guy that's cool but rude Yeah. 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 No, Raphael, he's like eccentric, but he's going to lay down some rules for you. Yeah. Like the moderator, like, okay, take it easy, bro. Mm.
0: Raphael, the moderator, is halfway between Raphael, the artist, and Raphael, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a good middle point.
1: Yeah, right in the middle. Now, according to the mythology of Unarius, prior to meeting Ruth, Ernest L. Norman knew he was psychic because he could see interdimensional beings. Okay. He perceived that there were three wise men following him carrying giant stacks of books, and he believed that this was symbolic for his mission. He believed that his mission was to bring a library of intergalactic knowledge to the planet
2: Earth. Story checks out. Yeah. yeah, Wait, yeah let's yeah, yeah. not question it No, no at of all. course, not at all. C-
0: questioning sure. Dang it. Um <laughs> Is, is the li- okay because the wise men are symbolic, but it sounds like the library is not. Is he saying he's bringing an actual library?
1: So that's kind of a, an ongoing theme. Okay, is bringing knowledge, libraries, and universities
2: to Earth from the intergalactic confederation. What year is it when he starts having these ideas? So this is the uh, late 40s, early 50s.
0: So his big dream was to work at a library.
1: Yeah, I know. And I'm like, you could do that on Earth. That yeah. was
0: his big. No, he wants to do it on Earth. His biggest dream, in his in in his wildest fucking dreams, he is a librarian on Earth for space. So that means that there's cooler shit happening in space. But he's here running their library. Right. He's
1: just here getting rock hard for the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> This is all kind of theosophy-based, where it's like loosely based on Blavatsky. This is the only time I've really enjoyed a theosophical organization that we have covered. Because most of the time, theosophy is like the boring version of the occult, where I'm like, if you're going to hell anyway, come on a knife and bleed on a Ouija board and be a winner. Yeah. But
3: like,
1: (laughs) this these people like normally with theosophy it's a lot of books and no theater and these people are all theater but also so many books god damn
0: Theosophy is um, kind of a weird one because it almost always branches out into either racism, which is fucking fun, I or... I will say
1: that pretty much everyone in this is white, but I don't think that's intentional.
0: No, they don't sound racist. There was they nothing sound, about
1: them being racist. They sound
0: like the second branch, which tends to be that the, the master... Because there is... The Masters, which some people perceive as the master race.
1: Yeah, the Ascended Masters.
0: So there's either people who take it as like the Ascended Masters, Master Race, racist, or they branch out in a second way, which is Ascended Masters, meaning aliens are better than humans by being some of the most boring fuckers in existence.
1: Exactly. And
0: this is the first group I've seen to take this or theosophy and just fucking right down the middle of just like we're gonna get weird with it folks. yeah yeah yeah
1: just like yes aliens for sure but then also literally everything else Like it's like a salad bar and you could put everything you want in this weird ass
2: alien salad like pineapple and bacon what yeah.
0: it's like a library but I actually want to go
2: yeah 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 <laughs> um,
1: and a lot there's I mean when you think about heaven's gate which is also theosophy based yes there's also a desire to quote unquote bring the alien knowledge to earth
0: but that's what i mean is that to become the ascended masters you had to literally be the most boring yes. human on earth. you couldn't fuck you couldn't do drugs right you had to only like meditate
1: will definitely at least fuck oh nice. hell yeah fucking dude. happens um i mean not like ritualistic or orgies um they didn't talk about drugs, but I have to assume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, no, that's not true. There's one. We'll get to it at the end. Um, I, you're not required to be stone cold sober from okay. what I could tell.
0: Um, but... Excuse me, ma'am. My hair is 10 feet tall. You think that I am sober? You need to get out. <laughs> I'm as high as my hair is.
2: <laughs> I'm three sheets to the wind and four sheets to my skirt. <laughs> I have not taken drugs But this hairspray will do a number on your brain
1: cells. (laughs) I heard about Chardonnay titties, and I'd like to try that out. But if there was a way for us to make it glow, even better.
0: I will be honest my hair is just a giant nug of weed.
2: (laughs) So, um, that's how you hide the pot from the cops. You put the whole farm in your hair. Can't
0: hide the pot if you are the pot. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> um so
1: yeah, he wants to bring the knowledge of the masters to earth. Uh he but he believed that the timing for his mission wasn't quite right until he met Ruth.
0: So he's just living his life with three fucking dudes following him wherever yeah, he goes. Yeah, like I'll get to it.
1: <laughs> Start the library calm down, I've got shit to do. It's the weekend.
2: I love that those dudes weren't like, start a digital database (laughs) to communicate with the aliens who have superior technology. And all of this library will be obsolete. Well, they do...
1: As the mythology grows, the idea of the library kind of morphs. And okay. We'll kind of cover it a little bit later. But as technology advances, so does their mythology around the the
0: library. Yeah. Okay. Because then the wise men start running out DVDs too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just a thing that libraries do now. So.
2: And porn. So much porn. Do they? No. Oh, no. No. <laughs> uh,
0: I was about to start going to the library.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? Why would you leave your house? <laughs>
1: There's three computers in this room. Um, okay, so he didn't think the timing was right until he met Ruth, so it was pretty convenient that he met Ruth. At a psychic convention. <laughs> yeah, what? baby. While she was getting a reading. Oh, of course. And according to Ruth, the psychic told her that she had a great light about her and that she was working with a group of high spiritual beings.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> <I'm sure laughs> they were. <laughs>
1: And you have
0: a special light about you. Thank you. I put it in my hair myself.
1: <laughs> you have a special light about you. You can't use it. No one ever gives me light- my lights back. Uh-
2: <laughs> I'm just imagining her hair has the kefir fur on it. <laughs> <laughs> just like, like the top of a pop plant. Yeah. Pot. yeah.
1: No, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so she was working with a group of high spiritual beings, nice. and that she would bring about a great mission. And so Ernest overhears this, and he's like, "I've got a mission!
0: Uh, <laughs> I've got a mission to start a library!" library. And everyone just looks at him like, "And <laughs> Do you, we,
2: we have libraries? We already <laughs> those <laughs>
0: exist, the, and they're
2: failing. Yeah. The late fees are out of this world." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. So
2: he's just like,
1: guess who just happens to have a mission to do? And she's just like, fucking perfect. (laughs) So according to Ruth, they then saw another psychic. Right, 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 right. Who told them that Ernest L. Norman was Jesus in a past life. Mm -hmm. Which, like, I know the Ernest movies are crazy. (laughs) But I've never seen Ernest Goes to Bethlehem. (laughs) Come what, on, Vern, I'm the son of God.
0: <laughs> what what I love, what I love about what this insinuates <laughs> is that they are at a psychic convention, which means that there are at least dozens of psychics, which means that The nice things they're hearing are probably just people having to one-up each other. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, the last one said we got a great mission. What do you got? And he's like, "Uh, you're Jesus.
1: You're Jesus. And also, here's a stress ball with my logo on it.
0: (laughs) I do corporate events. That includes libraries.
1: Take this pin. Do you want a lanyard? I have tote bags. Uh... (laughs) Yeah. My
0: God. So wait, so they met. Okay, so they meet at a psychic convention. Right.
1: And she's like i've got a mission he's like i've got a mission let's mission together and so they start (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so they
0: they start dating they
1: start dating and they're (laughs) both fucking super into psychics and so they together go see another psychic (laughs) like tell us about this library mission like where should we start and they're like fun fact about that you're jesus
2: (laughs) i wonder if she is a if like she's actually having psychic stuff or if her hair is so high she's picking up radio frequencies. <laughs> she hasn't like she's at a moderate hair level okay. at this point.
1: Okay. It grows as the mythology of it's like this me. grows.
0: Yeah, The crazier I am the, the higher my hair, hair
2: gets. Oh, I was going to say like terrorism threat levels oh. um, but like her hair is just like how much into this cult are we? <laughs> I mean by the end of it she's a DEF CON orange.
0: <laughs> Depending on how long my hair is by the way they do raise the terrorist threat level. <laughs> <laughs> what full I, beard <laughs> run <laughs> what i love about this is that because because this right here is so wholesome yes. of just two fucking weirdos and this I mean whole that,
1: thing is like that and i
0: and i i mean weirdo in a nice like i'm not making fun of we them. are not here to hurt anyone no yeah. i so i'd like to imagine that fucking fucking <laughs> Ernest grabs her hand and goes can i see something Oh girl, your your lifeline is thick. Ooh, look at these palms. Ooh, girl.
1: I I I do agree. I feel like they're wholesome weirdos, like just like us. Like I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm just trying to talk about, you know, Charles Manson at parties <laughs> and cheese. And she's um so he believes that he is the reincarnated Jesus. Okay. Hot. Uh they start making paintings of Jesus with this dude's face on it. I do have photos. They're <gasps> fucking wild.
0: Love this. Uh
1: he also begins to believe that he's the reincarnation of the Pharaoh Akhenaten. And sure. also the god Osiris, which like Osiris is part bird.
0: Part bird? <laughs> like
1: his head is a bird. He
0: thinks he's bird man?
1: He thinks he's, well, he bird, thinks he's bird, man. bird Jesus. Yeah, he's bird Jesus. <laughs>
0: i have two callings in life the first one is to open up a library and the second one is to manage popular louisiana hip-hop artist little wayne i am birdman nice to meet
1: you uh no i have two i have two missions in this world to open up a library and then accidentally get trapped inside so that people (laughs) have to usher me out the front door with a book uh (laughs)
0: That's how Osiris... Osiris wasn't actually buried in a pyramid. It just got stuck in there. (laughs) He just got stuck in
3: there.
1: (laughs) Osiris, we're
0: opening the door. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now, uh allegedly (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna I know we didn't but we're just we have to breeze over the fact that he (laughs) thinks he's a fucking bird person because it's
1: only gonna get weirder because like if we if we stopped to be like I'm sorry what to everything this episode will take us years
0: and we will cover nothing I forgot about the bird person
1: yeah that he's half bird (laughs) Secretly, which doesn't explain why he's been shitting on the roof totally. <laughs> but, anyway, so uh, according to them, he had been a genius since his youth. He was an electrical engineer, so he's okay. He, he could be smart.
0: He could be smart, or he could have been smart and then gotten electrocuted three times, and then he. Go- <laughs> and then he's like, "I'm
1: part bird." Don't,
0: know <laughs> know. don't worry, ma'am. I'll fix your cable box in a <laughs>
1: Uh, He claims that his ex- extreme knowledge and his fancy gen- extreme extreme geniusness. <laughs> was passed down from other ascended masters but he also believed that he had previously lived as a god who was part bird so take from that what you will a grain of salt
0: i know everything all the secrets of life i know why it was invented i know by whom it was invented and i know which seeds taste the best
2: (laughs) and i know that the early bird gets the worm
1: I really wish you wouldn't call me a worm.
3: <laughs> well, stop
1: wriggling around, sweetheart.
2: <laughs> now come here. Oh my Let Christ. me put you down my
1: throat without chewing. I uh. need
2: some sweet bird sugar. <laughs> I need some sweet bird sugar.
0: Mm, girl, you looking good. Let me eat that pussy and then regurgitate it for my kids. No.
2: Oh.
0: Mm, girl.
2: Girl, I want to... Never mind. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> how, now I gotta know. Whatever you said was worse than what I said somehow. <laughs> and I... Oh, my God.
3: <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> All right. So,
1: so, this kind of, for me, posed a question. Like, fucking how many people are Jesus right now? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Because this is the same time as so many other people, and all of them are claiming to have been the reincarnation of Jesus. Because this is right in, like, the mid-50s. So, what I did was pulled from a list of all the people who have claimed to be Jesus, (laughs) a small selection from the years 1940 to 1960.
0: Okay? Okay, so a 20-year span. Right. And there's, what, like, three, four? No. Oh God.
1: And and some of these were alive at the same time, but didn't claim they were Jesus till later. So there's some overlap, but it's basically within this 20 year span, these are all the people currently alive who have also claimed to be Jesus, mostly claiming it at the same time. Gotcha. So let's get started. Uh Lou de Palimbore. <laughs> pa- and that's exactly how it's spelled, Palingboer, who is the founder and figurehead of a new religious movement in the Netherlands, who claimed to be the resurrected body of Jesus Christ. So just Jesus's zombie
0: body. Zombie what? Jesus. Zombie Jesus. Whose brain is he? His? His own, I guess. But he's just the body. Just the body of Jesus. He wants
2: to you know. He has a smoking hot bod, <laughs> with the brain of a mortal man. Yeah.
1: Uh, then. We've got Ernest, our good friend Ernest. Uh, He claimed to allegedly be Jesus in a past life, and his earthly incarnation was the archangel named Raphael, also fan of pizza and karate. <laughs> uh, He's a right friend. He also claimed to be the reincarnation of other notable figures. We already knew about Akhenaten
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Osiris, but also Confucius, Mona Lisa, Benjamin Franklin, Socrates, <laughs> Queen Elizabeth I, and Tsar Peter I the Great. What? Did you say Mona Lisa? I did. The fictional person that the Mona Lisa painting is based on. Which is Da Vinci's female alter ego. Yes, because it is a self-portrait. Yes. Yeah. What? Yes. But he doesn't claim to be Da Vinci. Wow. <laughs> he okay. draws the line there. Sure. Yes. Uh, then, moving on, we've also got Krishna Venta, who is an American born Francis Herman Pensivic in San Francisco.
0: Oof, good we- thing he changed that name. It is... A syllable away from pencil dick. <laughs>
1: yes, it is. Uh, we've got An Song Hong, who is a South Korean who founded the World Mission Society Church of God, who we will fucking cover. Because oh, yeah. they're wild and they own a giant restaurant chain that is very mainstream. It's... <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. The the followers of the World Mission Society recognize him as the second coming of Jesus, but they also teach that his partner, Zong Gil Ja, is God the mother. This is actually pretty popular in L.A. They've tried to convert me at the mall before, and I was like, I'm just trying to go to tour leave me alone. They do a lot of
0: things at the malls.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We've got Sun Myung
0: Moon. Oh, boy. He Classic. Of, of
1: Stinky Boy and Giant Hats.
0: We, <laughs> no, we can't break in the hats. Right. Giant head, not big enough hat.
1: There we go. Then we've got Clyde Benson, Joseph Castle, and Leon Gabor, who are all pseudonyms for psychiatric patients who all also claim to be Jesus during this time. And there was a study, and experiment, basically performed on them. And it was published in a book called The Three Christs of Ypsilanti. We've got Father Divine, who we've already talked about.
3: We've got Uh, Jim
1: Jones. Now, the funny thing about Jim Jones is not only did he claim to be the reincarnation of Jesus, but also Akhenaten, Buddha, Vladimir Lenin, and Father Divine.
0: (laughs) New enough not to claim to be a bird person,
1: though. (laughs) Right. Ah! Then we've got Marshall Applewhite, which they have a quote here. I think it was more figurative. I don't think he was actually claiming to be Jesus. Um, Then we've got Charles Manson, who, again, I'm pretty sure was joking. Uh, Then we've got Yahweh Ben Yahweh, who was not joking
0: remotely. How is is Manson the only one in this entire group that's like, yeah, I'm Jesus. (laughs) Just kidding. That'd be crazy. (laughs) And finally, we have
1: Laszlo Toth, who is a Hungarian-born Australian who claimed he was Jesus Christ as he evangelized Michelangelo's Pieta with a geologist's hammer in 1972. Fuck. What? And that's just those years. Yeah. And this that's not even the whole list. These are just the ones that I found the funniest. <laughs> there are more
2: Wait, why uh. is he vandalizing the Pietà? I don't know. Was it, I mean like technically that's a statue of him. So like if he thinks he's Jesus, then he's vandalizing himself. It might have been idolatry.
0: One of the cool things that I just learned the other day, by the way, is they're making the story of the three Christs into a movie starring Peter Dinklage. Oh, I would watch the
1: shit out of that. Yeah,
0: trailer looks really good. The Uh, story of what? Three Christs. Those three psychiatric patients that all believed that they were Christ and they put them together to see how they would interact. Yeah
1: what the fuck it's it's super interesting we could probably do a speculation zone on it on just itself yeah but here it's just a footnote of just like people be saying they're jesus all the time and you can't all be jesus
0: all of these people too have a story that is so like we covered father divine for like three weeks or something yeah
1: yeah and they all have a different version of Jesus's life and oh, why yeah. they're Jesus. I would
2: love to hear that speculation zone because I know it's not really like a cult, but like I feel like psychiatric medicine can be really fucked up, and I think that would be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if if you are you
1: know looking for some laughs, uh, highly recommend just Google list of people who have claimed to be Jesus. Uh, it's my new favorite Wikipedia page. <laughs> In addition. To claiming to be Jesus, Akhenaten, Osiris, Elizabeth I, the Mona Lisa, Lennon, and all the other people I named. Okay. Ernest also claims to have written an eyewitness account of the battle for control of Mars. He also claims to have plans and insight into the science behind interdimensional and interplanetary flight. But also, Unarius has never been able to launch a ship to return to their own dimension or planet.
0: Why does he need plans when he can simply grow wings and fly there? <laughs> because he's
1: Osiris. Because Osiris yeah. is only a bird from like the shoulders up.
0: Oh, that's the worst part of a bird.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, just, just the face. It's the beak and the biting power. That's
0: the biting pretty. power. You can. I can bite worse <laughs> than a bird can. I don't think you can. Birds- I can take a bird and eat its head off. <laughs> I wouldn't
1: okay, as I wouldn't, but I could. <laughs> so Ernest was fascinated with astronomy and astrology, obviously, and he was described by some people who knew him as tiring to listen to <laughs> 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 uh, because he would give huge long lectures on science, and they were very, very dense, but they're also largely made up. He's one of those people that starts with like one piece of science and then just spins a story around it. And explains away any people who would disagree by saying things like, "Oh, in other dimensions, there's no need for gravity."
0: <laughs> so he's George Lucasing it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, what? George is going to be important in just a bit. What?
0: God. So he, you're okay. Just to make sure I am understanding this right, he is making up the most crazy batshit stories to ever exist on the planet Earth, and the, people are like, "That is some boring shit." Yeah. How do you fuck that up, dude?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's also playing the, like, my scientific method goes to a different school. <laughs> like,
0: that's, like, you don't know her.
1: <laughs> like, no, you wouldn't know the planet of Lemuria. Um, she's cool with me, but, like, she lives in Canada. She
0: goes to a different solar system. Uh,
1: so I did listen to a portion of one of his lectures. They are available online. Ugh. And they are very tiring to listen to. He speaks super slow. Like extremely slowly, so slowly that I was like screaming at my computer. I was just like, get on with it. Because he would just be like, and if we look at the trajectory.
3: So it's just ASMR. System, yes. Basically. <laughs> uh,
1: now, one of the documentaries, it is Children of the Stars, uh, also plays a short portion of one of his lectures and in that lecture, he claims that most of the information was given to him by, quote, an old Chinese philosopher
2: okay. named Kung Fu.
0: <laughs> Kung Fu.
2: Kung Fu. I think he just read about the country China in a book once and was like, this <laughs> yeah. is real. I think he was Kaiser soze it
1: and just giving this lecture in a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, what like, the
2: fuck? Uh, and he told me the
1: principles of chicken fried rice <laughs>
0: Hold on. So he said an ancient philosopher named Kung Fu? Yes. Yeah, I I can't find anything. It's, dude, even Google was like, did you mean Confucius, you racist? <laughs> <laughs> I looked up well, Kung, Look, I looked up Kung Fu philosopher and the top one was Confucius.
1: Just in case, I mean, if you wanted to talk to Confucius, Jim Jones was alive at the same
0: time. <laughs> I'm just saying that he I think, I think he fucked up, and that Ernest was actually Confucius, like confused. Get it? He was Confucius.
2: It's easy to be Confucius when you have a bird brain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. This is just a note that I have from watching the documentary is that his pants were high even for an old dude. (laughs) They were just like cresting the nipple horizon. Well, Uh, that's for the Kung Fu. So he can have all of the movements.
0: You can move anywhere when half your body is leg. (laughs) (laughs) My dick's where most people's hearts go.
2: Dick heart. (laughs) Dick heart
0: bitch to buy shirts though. <laughs> I have to buy a boy's small or a bird's large
2: I'm just imagining a pigeon in a t-shirt and it's trapped and it can't get out
0: it just says I started this library and all I got was this lousy t-shirt god <sighs>
2: Oh, man. Will file paperwork for Seed? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, so they believe that their mission was, although they were lecturing about it and publishing, not quite ready to go public yet. And they largely kind of stayed underground, gathering handfuls of followers where they could, but not making any huge progress Okay, for the first 10 to 15 years of their mission. Always in Southern California, they would basically go to different cities and allow their inner guidance to tell them if it was the right place or the wrong place, and then they would move again.
0: What what time period are we in right now?
1: This is the 50s. Oh,
0: boy. that 50s is, and 60s. That is prime time for convincing fucking theosophy people. This, so this is uh, either right before or at the same time, that uh herf and bonnie
1: it's exactly are trekking through
0: california and picking up all these followers because they realize that it's so fucking easy because everyone here is high out of their fucking mind and bored and bored as shit probably because they right before they came through this guy came through and he was like and then
1: (laughs) and then the galaxy launches its waves towards our genitals.
0: <laughs> and then Herf comes in and he's like, planet Earth is about to be recycled. And everyone's like, he talks weird, but God damn it if it's not more interesting than the last guy.
1: So finally, they settled in what would be their permanent home, El Cajon, California. Oh, God, okay. of course. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Sorry, Sorry.
0: Ernest Norman. <laughs>
1: Sorry, whatever that other guy's name (laughs) was. 20 people. For any of you, most of you probably, who are unfamiliar with El Cajon, it's a suburb of San Diego. People live there because it's cheaper than living in the city, but it's close enough to commute. Now, this is the 50s, and Ruth met him when she was 54. They got married that same year. So she's playing this kind of subservient role to his prophecies and his mission She's acting as his secretary and his translator when necessary. And from 1954 to 1971, Ernest channels spirits and publishes a number of works under the umbrella of a celestial organization that he calls the Universal Articulate Interdimensional Understanding of Science.
0: God, even his titles are boring.
1: Or Unarius for short. Unarius mm. is an acronym. <laughs> it's almost
2: Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> I, or urinal. Yeah, mm. I do like
0: that. um th- The fact that he needs a translator, because how many times does he just come out and they're like, "What do you need?" And he goes,
1: <laughs> She's like, <laughs> Diet, "Seed." <laughs> Diet Pepsi, if you have it. <laughs> Diet
0: Pepsi, if you have it. <laughs>
1: Caca!
2: Mm.
0: With a straw. He'll, he'll take Coke in a pinch. <laughs>
2: He's the first call to speech translator. <laughs> so in
1: 1971 they amassed a small collection of followers largely via mail okay or advertisements in new age magazines or newsletters people would write in and then they would mail them books and literature
0: this is how a lot of this shit spread back in the day Mm -hmm. especially in this area like it's fucking I cannot stress enough how ripe this area is for fucking crazy theosophy-based cults.
2: Yeah. But that same year, Ernest died. <gasps> did he run into a window that he thought was himself?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Never did get out of that library.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, Actually, I think he was just old because he was
1: a little bit older than her.
0: I thought he was swept away by a bigger bird.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Or hunted and roasted, you know, Uh, whatever, bird things. Um, (laughs) I think we've roasted him pretty good so far. (laughs) Jesus. And at this point, everything had to change because even though Ruth had been a secretary, this was kind of a name only. In truth, she was a partner in his creation. She was responsible for a lot of the day-to-day tasks and for organizing his long winded galactic thoughts into something that people could actually fucking stand to read. And with nearly 20 years of her own life invested in her and Ernest's creation, she decides that not only can she run Unarius on her own, but she's gonna do it in fucking style.
0: Nice. This is very interesting to me because it is almost the, uh, it is very close to the gender opposite. of Heaven's Gate Gate, where like um bonnie nettles is very Mm -hmm. long-winded and very 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 prone to anger all the time that's why quote-unquote heaven's gate closes is because they were at a, a a talk and people were making fun of her and she goes fine heaven's gates closed now have fun on hell assholes and then left and that's why it closed the first time she's very quick to anger i
2: didn't know that
0: yeah and so herf was kind of the person who made it all more palatable And when she dies, when she passes away, uh, he has to take over, and he is so ill-equipped to deal with it. But in this way...
1: It's the opposite, where she's incredibly equipped, she's the personality champ, Mm -hmm. like, this is ripe for her to take over, So she begins creating a bigger narrative around Ernest's original creations, (laughs) and she decides that what this cult needs is excitement and pizzazz. So she lets her theater kid flag fly.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Everything gets bigger. So there were a few- The bedazzler comes out. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There were a few planets we were talking to. Now there's fucking 40 planets that we're talking to. What? Yes. You had a past life. Of course you did. You had tons of past lives. You've lived on every other planet. And we've all lived together on every other planet. I have a question. Yes.
0: Are these planets real?
1: Some of them.
0: (laughs) Okay. That's what I was expecting. Because it sounds like they think that all of the planets exist in our solar system.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so they're oh my god so they're from
1: far enough away to get to us okay or that they're in our solar system but in another dimension and that therefore we cannot see or perceive oh
0: god i forgot about the other dimensions so many dimensions how stupid of me
1: of course um now she also institutes something called the conclave of light In which she has all of her followers represent each of the planets with costumes and banners to match. And then they walk in formation to celebrate the planets while they release 33 white doves from a uh, flying saucer that has been mounted onto the hood of a Cadillac.
2: Why 33? 33. I don't know. I th- it, like, everything was 33. I think is that it, a Jesus number? I
1: think there's technically 33 nations that are in the Confederation, but there are more planets than
0: that. Okay. Every sentence you say is fucking crazier than the last. <laughs> <laughs> How did you say that like it was facts? I'm, I mean, because I guess technically they were, because they did do it. Yeah. They did hold a literal Miss Universe. Yeah. God.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, And she figured that books and reaching people via mail wasn't enough. It was time that she became a movie star.
0: Oh, shit.
1: You are in California, so. So Ruth reinvents herself as a space goddess. Yes. And specifically goes after artists and creatives to make her dreams a reality. And she grows this entire, she grows this small group into a legit cult organization much like her hair much like her hair which does get considerably bigger at this
0: time she's not a cult leader she's the prototype for the instagram influencer
1: absolutely (laughs) wow (laughs) she claimed to be radiating higher energy And they claim to have caught this in photos, and they show the photos in the documentary, but it's just bad photo exposure.
2: (laughs) Also, if you're you're wearing a lot of rhinestones- So many. And someone tries to take a photograph of you- Exactly. You will have a halo. Oh, absolutely.
0: Also, if you're using that much hairspray- It's just bound to be taking whatever light and shining it off.
1: Yeah. And people would talk about getting jolts of life just from standing near her. She also <laughs> it was static electricity. Yeah, yeah. She just has
0: a pocket taser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you feel that? That was God. <laughs> By
1: 1974, she announced that the space brothers would be arriving. <laughs> okay. Which sounds like my grandmother Trying to describe funkadelic, but can't remember their name.
2: <laughs> no, the Space Brothers are coming. There's a spaceship. It's dope. They've got the rhinestones and the flying
1: saucer on the stage.
0: Space Brothers sounds like your local uh, laser tag joint. <laughs> Come on down to Space Brothers. We've got pizza and everything is sticky.
1: <laughs> oh, that's always the case. Um, now. She and her followers at this point, and now there's many, decide that they would travel out to all the different places that the Space Brothers were supposedly going to land and wait for the ship. And they do this. And they put up signs every time, so they're still like out in the fucking deserts around El Cajon. Oh, okay. signs of like welcome, Space Brothers and stuff. Um, I, I was,
0: I, I'm, I'm glad that it's like public land because I thought what was happening is you were going to say like, yeah, they broke into everyone's backyards, and just put up signs and <laughs> say welcome, Space, Space Brothers! Brothers. Yeah, he puts them up at a family's house, and they're like, I'm not sure if this is a hate crime or <laughs> I cannot. I tell. mean, they
1: haven't lit it on fire. Yet,
0: <laughs> how I I don't know if you again because a lot of it sounds like a lot of this period of time comes from them because it has yeah. to. Do you have a rough estimate of how many followers they had around now?
1: Uh, I would say we know that they have at least a hundred. Okay, I would probably put it at a couple hundred. Okay, probably maybe three hundred at most. And I don't know that they've ever gotten larger than that. Okay. And she didn't want to look shitty when the Space Brothers got there. Obviously, <laughs> you want to be your fabulousest. So she starts getting dope fucking outfits. I'm talking sequins. Talking rhinestones, Ruth turns looks that would make drag queens jealous. She wears giant tiaras, glittery floor length bejeweled dresses, bright makeup, like blue eyeshadow, like all the way up her forehead. God. She would wear different colored wigs and wearable art pieces. Some of them would even restrict her movement so much that she would occasionally need to be pushed in a rolling chair because she couldn't stand. In the outfits. There's one that's shaped like the entire solar system that she famously had to be pushed around in. So she's wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Wait, 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 wait. Shape like the real solar system? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. There's
1: like 40 planets and stuff. Do you on have it. pictures? Absolutely. Oh my God. I have it like on video.
2: I
0: cannot wait to see a video. I like that she designs a dress like a second grader would design their science fair project. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Wrong and with too many planets. <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you want to see it right now or do you want to wait? I want to see it right now. Okay. She looks like, and we're gonna post this in the Facebook group. Of right? course, oh, for sure. She looks like. We will
0: post this on all social media.
2: <laughs> she looks. So here's the thing about these planets. First of all, all about the same size. Yeah. Second of all, her face is the sun, and the <laughs> the 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 fabric is just dark fabric. So what it looks like. Is it looks like someone is throwing their entire Pokeball collection into the sun.
0: (laughs) That's interesting. What I thought it looked like is somebody colored different pieces of corn different colors. And this is the result.
1: (laughs) My favorite is the piece that's on her chest in that photo. I think is half a bowling ball. (laughs) Oh my
0: God.
1: Because the dress reportedly Like, weighed 50 plus pounds. Dude, she's so fucking yoke. She's gotta be ripped. And remember that she is 75 years old at this point.
2: Jeez. Ripped Grandma stay strong for dresses. Yeah, she
1: was also a huge fan, as you saw in some of those pictures, of giant collars. Nice. Uh, But she would also wear gloves with colored lights sewn into them so that she would constantly shine as she moved her hands. She loves feather boas, and she's doing, again, all of this in her 70s. There's a video of her from 1985 announcing, uh, and totally ad-libbing, but the arrival (laughs) of a space fleet... Um and she's in a white sparkly pantsuit with a gold shimmering blouse and a giant tiara and that's just her casual wear and she is 85 years old at the time. Okay. I
0: love this. She's
1: woman. my hero. I love her.
0: I can imagine Tim Gunn just standing in the back of the room being like I need to talk to just, her. That's a lot of look. That is a lot of look.
2: <laughs> Make it work. So
0: I realize my Tim Gunn impression is like one semitone off from Buffalo Bill. I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> "Would you design for me?" I design for me so hard. I design for me so hard.
1: So they own their building in El Cajon. Okay. So they start painting murals all over the inside and outside of the building. There's one section of the building that looks like a like a Greek palace, like courtyard with like a mural of like pools, but also spaceships. Um, they start painting murals of Uriel on the walls as the different historical figures that she is the reincarnation of.
0: Paige, please. Yes. Uh-huh. They painted murials. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course. How stupid of me. You're terrible, Muriel. Uh- <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh- Are they
0: good artists?
1: Some of them are. Oh, yeah.
0: That's what I love. Some
1: of them are good. Some of them are rough. Um, they start doing metal artwork of flying saucers and affixing them to the tops of cars. And they make them all openable so they can put doves sure. in and then release doves out. Yeah. Hotbox doves. That's yeah,
2: great. Hot, they <laughs> they hotbox a bunch of doves all the it's time. It's the desert. Those doves <laughs> do not
1: live long. Well, they're only in there for a couple minutes. But, yeah.
2: Thirty-three doves go in; only two fly out.
1: <laughs> they have to go in there and learn all the secrets of the universe, and then they can be released.
0: They're building them these. They're building these themselves, right? Absolutely. Oh, thank God! Uh,
1: but then they also have pinstripers doing. Pinstriping and airbrushed car and van art. Oh my god! Hot, sure. On all of these cars that the saucers are on. Where is it now? Like 1975. This is like 7580. Okay. And all of the van art is like it's actually really cool. Like it's one of those things where I'm like, God damn it.
0: I'm Oh my god! So this like checks flying
1: out for the saucers,
2: times. yeah. And then yeah. one of them has like Uriel across the hood. Yeah. Oh, so fuck we have yeah, it does. amazing fan van art. Yes. We have airbrushed T-shirts of all the doves that have died.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Memorial <laughs> services. Memorial <permed> services
2: <laughs> pending. This is beautiful. Beautiful time.
0: Let me find out that fucking Uriel started the lowrider trend.
3: <laughs> <laughs> burr, 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 burr. Ah!
0: (laughs) dude my fucking like just fucking what is that now oh god that have to be 40 years ago the 80s were 40 years ago
1: god don't make me feel that old
0: so 40 years ago my uncle is just walking down el cajon and sees their cars and goes that's pretty fucking (laughs) typhoon i like the saucers i like how it goes up in the space what if what if my car could do it too And then he just put hydraulics on his car. And then this is how lowriders were born.
1: (laughs) So Ruth Uriel, in front of her Muriel, begins to expand on the narrative, claiming that she is one of the space brothers and that she has lived for a time on all of the other planets. And that's why her followers all feel as if they've known her before, because they did know her in a past life. And she's got a different identity for each of the alien races in which she's lived and has had followers paint her in the form of each of them. <laughs> okay. I would list them, uh, but we could spend an entire episode on that list alone. Many of them are familiar god figures like Isis and Poseidon. Oof. She has no concrete gender identity in these past lives. She has been male, female, and everything in between. In her Earth incarnation, her Earth body is female, but her ascended identity is genderless.
0: That non-binary feeling, that aged very well. That Isis thing, though, did did not age very well.
1: The list includes... Dozens of people who are just made-up people from Atlantis, the mythical city of Atlantis. Okay. Dozens of real people from From ancient, Atlanta? <laughs> from Atlanta. From Atlanta, Georgia. <laughs> this um, show? Oh, the place. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Real people from ancient Egypt, the Bible, and ancient Greece. Dozens of people from Greek and Roman mythology, as well as general pagan deities, specifically ancient Babylonian ones, and most of the Russian and Austrian royal families, which is odd because they were mostly related and many lived at the same time. But here's a list of some of the best ones.
0: Okay, really quick. When you said General Pagan, I thought you were talking about a person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's me, General General Pagan. Pagan. I'm here to ensure your broom and chair. Remain slippery. <laughs> For a great broom rate you can go online, go to the general and save some time.
0: I want to see Shaq do a pagan commercial. <laughs> I used to ride a broom when I was younger. <laughs> if, you, if you're confused, please hit us up. Because if you don't get the general auto insurance commercials where you are, well, I oh, need to enlighten yeah. you. Sorry, Australia.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, this is like one of the other things where... I forget what it was, and we had to explain it to somebody, and it was like an SNL sketch. Oh, it was,
0: da bears. da bears. Yeah. Come
2: to the Facebook group. We will post YouTube links. Yes, yes. If sure,
0: you're looking for, for sure. a link to the Facebook group, cultpodcastshow.com, and then all the way at the bottom, there's a link to the Facebook group.
1: So here's some of the greatest hits of who Uriel claims to be. And again, this is a fraction of the people she claims to be. The Children of the Stars documentary does a slideshow of all of her alleged identities. And it is, shit you not, 10 minutes long. If, oh, my God. It goes on forever. If
0: any of them are as good as General Pagan, I am on board. They're
1: going to be so much better. So, number one, Elizabeth I. And Obviously. Good again, starter. Good Alive at the same time as a bunch of the other people.
0: But so was Raphael. Raphael was Elizabeth I. So
1: she claims to have taken on his light. So
0: she fucking Father Divine Jim Jones this shit.
1: Yeah, she did. Damn. She also claims to be Charlemagne. The God? No.
0: (laughs) From the hip hop community?
1: (laughs) Absolutely not, but that would have been better. (laughs) Uh, Quexiquaddle. Okay. Buddha.
0: Okay. All right. Okay.
1: Zoraster.
0: I thought Here. you were gonna say Zoro. <laughs>
1: um, not far off from some of the other <laughs> things I'm gonna say. Might as well toss Zoro in there as well. Perfect. One. Uh, the Dalai Lama. Okay.
0: All right. Which one? All of them? I would assume. Okay. <laughs>
2: well, the only- Dalai Lama is the same spirit in different bodies. Yeah,
0: yeah that's what I'm saying. So it's like.
1: So she thinks that the other Dalai Lama is a false Dalai Lama.
0: <laughs> no, you misunderstood me. I was only four and eight.
2: I'm the real Dalai La- Yes, who's the real Dalai? I'm the real. D- Will the real Dalai Lama please stand up? Please stand I up. I cannot. This dress is too heavy. <laughs> Decrease, Mather.
0: I like to think of myself as more of a Dalai Parton Lama.
1: All right. So uh, after the Dalai Lama, uh, Muhammad's wife weirdly sure. specific about that one. i think okay.
0: i think that one stays safe because you're not because if she would have said i was muhammad somebody would have had to paint it oh and, my
1: god i didn't even think of that and you can't paint yeah, muhammad.
0: and just be staring at a canvas going oof, oof. <laughs> i do not want to be here
1: uh mona lisa sure or, okay. Oh, okay again yeah uh arthur of camelot
0: <laughs> okay
1: another fictional character also
0: arthur of abc
1: uh you guys are sitting down great uh, the Statue of Liberty.
3: What?
1: It's alive, and it's this glittery old bitch.
0: Wait. Wait, 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 wait. The model who, who... Nope. No. The statue. Wait, This. Okay, whoa. Wait, she thinks that she is the reincarnated version of the physical Statue of Liberty. Yes. It... Does... Does that imply that the statue is now a dead corpse that we hang up?
1: That's what I think it must be, is that it was alive and now it's not. And
0: now it's dead and we keep it like a (laughs) fucking...
1: D- well, it completely head on a
0: spike to anyone <laughs> coming into Ellis Island. It completely ignores
1: the many documented photos of people building the Statue of Liberty and the fact that it was a gift from the French.
0: It does explain why it is filled to the brim with dead doves, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to let them out.
1: Um, but her primary current earth form is the healing archangel Uriel. Okay. Sure
2: okay yeah yeah
0: I do I know you touched on this before but I really do think that it is so interesting that they're from the beginning with Raphael uh mm-hmm. or uh Ernest that their past lives have always kind of been genderless like he he straight up was like i'm the mona lisa yeah but i'm also all these other things and currently i'm a man but i think that's very interesting it's
1: very interesting it's also like we occasionally see that with uh, ascended masters when we deal with people who believe in ascended masters i
0: think it is pure and simple a theosophy thing of like i think the gender
1: is a human construct and we haven't always been human
0: yeah and and to think that simply yeah. is is so closed-minded and it's like especially in heaven's gate gender sexuality uh were so connected that the reason that the reason that you needed to get over it is because it was like that's step one. Like yeah. you need that is the smallest hurdle, and if you're li- if you're not open minded enough to get over gender, then you're not open minded enough for the rest of the shit we got in yeah. store for you, bud. Yeah,
2: it was a pretty big hurdle, actually.
0: Which, <sighs> oh god, I'm
2: sorry, I'll go. So-,
0: so I do a fucking Confucius joke, <laughs> and you don't laugh, but you let her get away with that shit.
2: No one laughed. In fairness,
1: <laughs> in my defense, I was Confucius. <laughs> See, it doesn't work, but it should.
0: Um, so I'm so Kung fu right now.
1: <laughs> so Uriel is actually an, an acronym. Oh,
0: yeah, of course it is. Sure. Four.
1: Universal, radiant, infinite, eternal light. I would like to highlight infinite and eternal synonyms.
0: Yeah. this is <laughs> Those the, both mean the same thing. This reeks of came up with the acronym before you came up with the phrase.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's also important to point out at this point that pretty much everyone who talks about Ascended Masters, when we discuss them, has a different version of it, even though they're all coming from similar sources. Yeah. And it's all varying shades of bullshit. Like it's...
0: It's all it's all people... Because I think the thing is it's people interpreting books written by people who themselves are interpreting different books interpreting theosophy. Right. It's, it's always handed down. Right. It's right. not... You're No one's getting it from the source anymore.
1: Right. Um, now, one of their earliest members, a man named Charles Lewis or Von Spiegel. He goes by all different names at different points in their history In the documentary, he's credited with all three names. (laughs) Um, His name within their society was Antares. He is one of the earliest Unarians, and he worked closely with Raphael and Uriel, and he would just straight up walk up to people and be like, I know you from Atlantis back when we went to school together. (laughs) And people would be like, I guess. So in Unarius, Antares is their version version of Lucifer or Satan in the biblical sense.
2: Okay. Um,
0: Wait, while he was still alive? Yes. Whoa, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, uh, because he was obnoxious and had a huge ego, and they believe the version, theosophy often propagates a version of Lucifer's story in the Bible as he wasn't kicked out. He removed himself because he had such a big ego. It's that like, you can't fire me, I quit. Like that kind of <laughs> Heaven
0: was a Jimmy Johns. <laughs> <laughs> and someone spilled tuna
1: on the devil. <laughs> um my favorite my favorite part about this is in the documentary, they're talking about it and they're like, it hadn't come out yet that he was Satan like it was like he was in the closet about being the devil okay (laughs) it made me laugh every time
0: so they are they insinuating that they knew the whole time some of them are like i had an inkling oh they're talking about him like he's literally in the closet yes
1: they talk about it as if he is in the closet for being the devil instead of being gay where Um. they're just like he didn't say anything but i just kind of got this sense you know (laughs) you're just like what
0: hi yes i'm von spiegel uh, i have been in the hell for quite some time that is what we call it when you are secretly satan but you don't tell him
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's just a regular old white guy yes but he did wear wigs
2: Oh, shit. <laughs> they are. To hide his devil hook? To hide uh-huh. his bald hair,
1: because at a certain point, he started dressing like Emperor Zod, and I will explain why in just a second. What the fuck? What's Emperor Zod? In uh, Superman? Kneel before Zod. Oh, I guess it's General Zod, huh? General Pagan. <laughs> um, if you look up the villain from Flash Gordon, it's basically that. Okay. the yes. same idea. Um, now... Within their mythology, he's considered a dark force, constantly fighting the Unarians as a conqueror named Tyrantus. <laughs> they believe that the character of Emperor Palpatine in the Star Wars universe is a psychic remembrance of Antares' previous lives and the time that he spent trying to rule the galaxy. Wait. <laughs> what the
0: fuck? Wait, 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 wait. There's, Okay. If I'm if I'm understanding this right. Sure, sure. They're saying that he is Emperor Palpatine. (laughs) Yeah.
3: uh Uh-huh.
1: From
0: Star Wars.
1: Yeah, he's he's a reincarnated version of Emperor Palpatine back from when Emperor Palpatine actually existed and Star Wars actually happened.
0: Wait, so they think that Star Wars Okay, wait, okay.
2: All
1: right. Yeah, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's
2: obviously based on a true story. It's a
0: documentary. Ty- so it's they called as him- real as
2: Aaron Brockovich, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird pull.
0: Oh, so... Okay. So they called him Tyrantus. Yes. And he was... Do they... I guess they wouldn't have known... Tyrannus is the name of Count Dooku
1: that hadn't come out yet which
0: is one of Emperor Palpatine's uh apprentices Princesses. from the 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 prequels that come mm-hmm. out later mm-hmm. which I feel like probably really made them be like fucking called it dude fucking knew it dude I
1: know right what? Darth Tyrannus
0: So they think okay wait 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 but so they think that Star Wars takes place in our solar system a long time ago
1: Potentially, no, in a galaxy far, far away. In a
0: galaxy. Okay, so they do believe in different galaxies.
1: Absolutely, but also different dimensions. Yeah, and they're all on her dress. Yes. What? One of those planets <laughs> is tattooing. <laughs>
0: Oh, God. She's
1: got, like, Tatooine, Alderaan, Dantooine.
0: You know what the most upsetting part about all of this is?
1: That I knew at least four Star Wars planets off the top of my head.
0: No, dude. I can name you so much more, bro. (laughs) I, the... (laughs) The most upsetting part about all of this is the insinuation that you could get past the glass dome and go to any of these planets (laughs) because the earth is obviously flat and these people are fucking crazy. The bottom of her dress was the flat earth.
1: (laughs) It wasn't. Um, So they also believe the same thing about the fictional villain from Flash Gordon. They believe Flash Gordon also happened um and
2: well, real quick does this yeah. man declare himself the devil
0: no i'll get to that in a second okay they call him the devil
2: well i'll get to it you can be in our group but you have to be the devil now it's like when the mean girls like how when i played with the mean girls i always had to be the prince or like the boy mm. in the game because like you can play with us but you have to be the worst one
0: if anyone called me the devil i would be gone in a flash
3: oh savior of the universe <laughs> <laughs>
1: i love it when we communicate by eyes <laughs> uh, <laughs> so at this point uh he starts dressing like the love child of general zod and anton LaVey. Wait, wait wait okay.
0: is this when he knows yes so he found out and he leans into it yes
2: (laughs) so he is yes anding them baby
1: yeah so apparently he and Uriel went for a drive okay and then during the drive she leans over and she's like I know who you are we've been battling for centuries tells him that he's basically the devil and then she's like and then he hears this and is like I think deep down I always knew
3: what (laughs) what What? Yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. We'll
1: Commitment get to, to a role. We'll get to why that probably happened. I got to
0: use this the next time I want to break up with somebody.
3: Hey, <laughs> hold <laughs> Listen,
0: on. Andrea, it's not you. It's that we've been battling for <laughs> thousands of years. That is
1: the plot of the movie Hancock, which I cried oh, during. Oh, God, I forgot about Hancock. Yeah, that was fucked up. So they believe he accepts it. Uh, and they continue with this belief that he previously led people astray and that he helped them rise up to fight Uriel as the empire to her rebel alliance. And wait, are you using this as an analogy or did they? No, that is what they believe. And they harbor immense amounts of guilt for fighting Uriel when she only wanted to bring them the wonders of the galactic library. (laughs) (laughs) Armando's hair is getting bigger by the second. (laughs) It is upsetting. Uh, So they believe Star Wars is completely real, but they also believe that Gene Roddenberry, who's the creator of Star Trek, is a space brother, a brother of the light, and he is exalted for bringing them the truth of their history in space. Even though within Star Trek, like San Francisco exists, like that takes place in our system.
0: Yeah. In in the future. At least in our universe.
1: Right, right. What the fuck? Uh, Ernest was fond of saying, there's no such thing as imagination. There are only past
0: memories. So that makes everything canon.
1: Yes. Everything is
0: canon.
2: Holy shit. Wait,
0: so by that logic... Everything is canon. Technically, I'm in Star Wars canon now.
2: Yeah, and we yeah. all are.
1: But we were the, the Empire. We're the evil ones.
0: No! We all fought against Uriel, against our better judgment. That's probably... You know what? I would... We're basically, America is the empire in real life. I don't know how aware everyone else is about that. So
1: they, as I mentioned, they don't believe any science fiction is fiction. They believe it is all real. And they believe that anyone who creates science fiction is accessing previous memories. Members are encouraged to share their memories and remembrances and to make up stories about their past lives. Because if they can make them up, then they must have been real, and they must be remembering. Sure. And so they're immediately told that those are real. Uh, if you get a chance to watch the documentary, I highly recommend it because they show multiple members sharing their stories. And after a while, you run out of shit to have stories about. So they'll, there's one lady who's like, "I I uh, I remember on in a past life with Antares when we were planting these flowers along the sidewalk." Um, And they were poisonous and we were hoping to poison Uriel with them. And then last week I got Poison Oak. And I think this is me living out my past life. And it's not far off from what I just said. And I'm just like, what? Okay. This is a creative writing class gone wrong.
0: This is the most upsetting group we've ever covered. <laughs> I know that no one's dying from the group.
1: It's it's an emotional sacrifice because it requires these people to A, take on an immense amount of guilt for made-up stories that anyone can tell them that they now just have to accept.
0: Yeah, it's very close to Thetans. Yes. Um but, but then also there's
1: no responsibility necessarily for the things currently happening in your life because everything is a is because of something in the past.
2: That's so ridiculous. So there's
1: this removal of free will necessarily because you're just constantly living out past memories. There's no end game to the religion. And you have to accept everyone's imaginations about you as fact.
0: That's so upsetting. This is... And I think you just said it very good or very well. Uh, I should say sorry. I didn't mean to. This cult is literally you weakening. You talk good. It's weakening my brain cells. And there, <laughs> there
1: weren't that many to begin with. Remember earlier when a guy was half
0: bird and this was so simple? <laughs> <laughs> but you explained it very well that this is essentially heaven's gate without an end date. Yeah. This is what it would have become. Yes. Oh, my God. They're so stupid. No, I... I understand that they're not... They're not better... Well, they're not worse than Heaven's Gate. I just... All of their beliefs are the stupidest things that I have ever heard. And my... I took Flat Earther's sides (laughs) as a bit. I hate this. I hate it
2: so much. Your ideas are about to be recycled. (laughs) Oh, my God. Here's my thing. I feel
1: like whenever we talk about cults and who joins
0: cults. Okay.
1: I always say, especially after doing a hundred and some odd episodes of this, anyone can join a cult. Anyone can. As they interview a lot of these members, they cite things that were happening in their lives. Like one of them was addicted to drugs. One of them was an alcoholic. um, One of them had gone through a breakup or loss of a family member. And these are people for whom real life is so painful that it is preferable to believe that they were stormtroopers in a real life Star
0: Wars. Not even in a a real life Star Wars. The Star the Wars. The Star
1: Wars. The Clone Wars to be exact. Uh,
0: well, at that time, st- <laughs> It's <laughs> oh, all true. I don't wanna I don't wanna <laughs> fuck you up here but at that time in the star wars canon the stormtroopers were actual recruits and not the clones the clones happened before it doesn't
1: matter because it's all canon
0: no i know but the clone so so
1: they also lived through the clone wars fuck
0: (laughs) fuck this fucking group man
1: but these these are people who and and it is self-sustaining because anytime you try to disagree with someone yeah there, There is no disagreement. It's just, well, Uriel said this, or, well, this is different on this different planet. There is no way to argue it. I would argue that a lot of this results in somewhat of a shared psychosis that presents itself in a very strange way. Now, granted, these are people that live normal everyday lives. They go to jobs. They have houses outside of this, but these are deeply held beliefs and they cannot be challenged. And there's a sociologist in the documentary who is very interesting because she's very frustrated. And to her, I think she is like, what do I say to people who are generally happy, but are actively believing something that is provably false? And not just like, hey, faith, this or that, but like, I can definitively tell you that Star Wars is a movie. I could bring George Lucas down here, and be like, "Yeah, I stole that from the hero cycle." <laughs> like,
0: I think what is what it, what frustrates me so much, and it does too, with the you've broken down the comedian. This is Armando, the actual <laughs> person. What I what frustrates me so much In about the past groups, life,
2: you were a comedian. Yes,
0: I have died and gone to. Podcast hell. That's um, true
2: because you imagine FUCK!
3: Fuck me!
0: <laughs> God. You know what is fun though? Is I do have a memory. Uh we ran a podcast in Star Wars. <laughs> um What frustrates me about groups like this and groups uh like the Flat Earthers is this flippant refusal to believe in things that are real and alternative facts being hailed as absolute truths really oh like okay sure none of these people are doing anything inherently wrong and they're living happy good lives but this is the same type of person that is falling for all of these fake news like things everything that's going on in trend and and getting worse and worse like this is the thought process that allows to anti-vaxxers this is the thought process that allows two people electing Trump to all forms of different types of like racism, even though that these people don't necessarily uh, believe in racism at a a group scale level. But this, like this thought process is so harmful. It's very interesting.
1: At one point in the documentary, one of the guys that they're interviewing says, you really have to be careful because people just tell you anything. And if you just believe anything, then you'll lose yourself. And I'm like, he and he at the time is referring to the outside world, and doesn't see that that is what is happening. Yeah, what here? I'm
0: so mad.
1: <laughs> so Uriel announces that 32 ships will land out in a plot of land in the desert of Jamuel,
0: California. Sure, and not 33, 32,
1: 32, <sighs> and they'll each land on top of each other. And stay there to create a university that everyone can attend, which has what? Books. Yay! A library. A library. Birds. They. Ch- wait,
0: wait, Uriel. I just want to confirm. Are you sure that it's thirty-two ships?
1: She says thirty-two.
0: All right, everybody. You got to ret- Everybody's got to return one dove. I don't care what you do with it. <laughs> get it the fuck out of here. We only need thirty-two.
1: They believe that this portion of California is part of the fallen continent of Lemuria.
0: What is Lemuria?
1: So Lemuria, and this is a Theosophy and a Madame Blavatsky thing. Ah, It's the continent of the Master Race and the Ascended Masters. And it's typically thought to be Atlantis, which would have been in, essentially, the Mediterranean
2: is where a lot of people think Atlantis is, but it could also be inside the hollow moon. Wait, so do they think that the Ascended Master Race is... Jar Jar Binks. No, <laughs> no, no.
1: Oh no. my God. He's just one of their friends from one of the other planets.
0: But the closest thing to Atlantis
1: <laughs> is Jar Jar
0: Binks' homeland of Naboo, I want to
1: say. Uh, yeah, I think he does live on Naboo in the oceans of Naboo. And they are Gungans, but I do believe they, are they, Gungans. they live on Naboo. What if they're the mystery? So, um, they... Buy the plot of land in Jamuel because they're convinced it's Lemuria. Sure. There's no proof, but, yeah, yeah, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and they decide that while they're waiting for the ships to land, that their Unarian students should use the plot of land to relive their past lives to gain better understanding. And they want to film it. And they call them
2: psychodramas.
0: Oh, my God.
2: Okay. This is like when you and your significant other think it would be cool to film yourself in a porn, but for your emotions. <laughs> yes. And so this is how they would do it. They'd
1: create all the sets and costumes. Uh-huh. Set up all the cameras. Okay. Sure. No
0: rehearsals perfect same
2: same as a porn (laughs) completely improv you
0: don't think they have rehearsals in porn they
2: absolutely have they have to not in homemade it's really fun
0: when you watch the rehearsals because you'll see a dude go now i have a question when i say oh yeah that pussy's so tight am i am i feeling her like emotionally (laughs) like on a like on a spiritual level
1: uh there's no rehearsals everything is improv but everyone Believes that their own memories are just as valid as everyone else's memories, but they also believe that these are a shared memory.
0: So what you have here is improv with no yes ending and just okay, but alsoing. Exactly. Oh, I love it. What it's
1: the they
2: are fuck? hilariously. And this bad. is why you shouldn't do improv, kids. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. This whole episode's been about UCB. Beware of the dangers
0: so that's this is so stupid but i'll tell you what's not stupid second city improv if you go <laughs> to secondcity.com and use pro, uh, promo code cult podcast this is not real <laughs> you will oh. get 32 free session it's a cult improv is a cult
1: <laughs> they struggle to yes and at all which if you're not familiar with improv yes and is the concept that in order to keep a scene going there needs to be a Essentially culture of agreement where someone's like, We're on a spaceship. You should say, You're right, and we're about to be hit by an asteroid. You want to say something and add to it. But if you if someone's like, Hey, we're on a spaceship and you were like, No, I'm digging potatoes, well now everyone's confused.
0: Yeah. It the, the the goal to be accepting each new piece of information and adding to it to build a cohesive story. Right. That is and People who are bad at improv will oftentimes hijack a scene and make it so that no one can do good improv.
2: The best example of this is Michael Scott Absolutely. in yes. The Office, <laughs> where he just pulls a gun in yeah, every he scene. He pulls a, a g- gun into every scene. Because
0: it's the most exciting thing that can happen.
1: <laughs> Agent Michael Scarn. Um, <laughs> so some of them choose to use accents. Sure. Oh boy. Great. Are and they consistent or absolutely believable? not? I and they to... are a bold choice and at times very racist.
0: I want you to remember that majority of these people, if not all, are white people from San Diego. Yes.
1: Yikes. And at one point they decide to portray Native Americans.
0: Oh, oh no. Boy. Honey. And
1: speak in a very very racist broken English
0: oh god
2: justin trudeau levels worse yikes yeah
1: now here's the other thing they did have like 70s and 80s level special effects because (laughs) some of the people in the group were in film school or had finished film school and they basically this became their pet project where they would film everything. They would do all the special effects, all the lighting, and I will definitely show you guys some of those videos because they are fucking nuts. Thanks to Jesus. (laughs) Um, If you watch the documentary, they go through their entire mythology of like each film and what it means to build on the last one, and they have made close to 40-some-odd feature-length films and a ton of shorter films. And they used to show them on public access, and they're currently digitizing them. Perfect. Uh, if you have spare time to watch it, it will actively make you dumber.
0: Uh, <laughs> but- Just talking about them has made me dumber. Yeah. I can't wait to see what the Uriel extended universe will do to me. I know. Uh,
1: now, the lack of landings, because the spaceships still haven't landed, uh, and the lack of fulfillments of prophecy... Uriel claims that those are because in past lives we did not let the spaceship's land and so we are reliving it.
0: This which is, why, is a catch-all
1: for every failed prophecy.
0: This is why you never set an end date for your cult. Keep it going, baby.
1: Which is kind of what she does cuz she sets an end date that she could most likely not live until. <laughs> So she sets her end date for 2001, and they begin publicizing this on public access TV across San Diego. So she'll be
2: 101
1: on the, that.: Exactly. Date. Um, they set a date for 2001, but Ruth dies in 1993.
2: Okay. Or as they
1: say, she left her physical form. But that means she was ninety-three That's and impressive. every single day was just like Tiara me up, bitch, and just
0: like <laughs> going for it. She would have lived longer had she not been carrying half a fucking bowling ball on her chest at all times.
1: Mm-hmm. So Antares actually lived longer. Um he wasn't quite as old as Uriel. Um he lived at least until two thousand three and then passed away in the early two thousands. Um they believe that they hear and talk to Uriel every day.
0: Okay. To this oh, day. Okay. Wait, but no one, no one, they, do they not have a, a reincarnated leader yet? No. So they're available? Yes. I, okay. Here's what I'm
2: putting forth. No, you cannot, forth. you can't be their leader. If well,
0: everyone donates f- <laughs> at the full tier <laughs> of our Patreon... We take
1: over Unaria? We could
0: afford to reasonably, and I will say, I'll have to leave Colt Podcast for like four months. To
1: reasonably buy a Cadillac, get it pinstriped, and Mm -hmm. then like put a saucer on it, and then roll up and be like, it's me, bitches. I'm reincarnated into this delightful Mexican.
0: Yes! I could do it! I could totally do this. I almost joined the Klan that one time.
1: That was great. I feel like we really should have followed through with that and sent them those dick pics we had.
0: Yes. I will. F- I want to write up that story. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, when we were researching the Klan, I may or may not have accidentally joined a branch of the Ku Klux Klan under a fake name <laughs> using a picture of a real dentist from Florida. <laughs> but... I totally could fucking, because, okay, they're so bad at improv. I'm so good at it, baby. I know.
1: With With our good improv, we could take over in like two days. I could totally do it.
3: hmm
1: Now, before you do that, you should know what happened in 2001. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. So 2001 was when the Space Brothers were supposed to come. And they believed that the Space Brothers would come if we were ready. Oh, no. And to be ready, we had to be at peace.
0: Oh, no, he wasn't ready. They
1: believe that we were ready until September
0: of 2001.
3: Oh, no.
1: They think that not only did 9-11 start the war but that it prevented the space brothers from coming and we're nowhere near ready for
2: them to come back as as a
0: sense. as a people right like humanity yes, a humanity, humanity that would do that to themselves yeah
2: mm-hmm. so they just aren't aware of world politics or anything that's happening anywhere that's not america right Uh, They're
0: not smart people, Andrea. I mean, clearly.
1: Here's the thing. I'm not going to go out on a limb and say somebody is not smart. I'm going to say that they are misled. I would say that
0: this might be the one of two very appropriate times to describe someone as ludicrous. The first one... (laughs) The first one is if they are the rapper Ludacris, and the second Christopher one- Christopher Ludacris
1: Bridges. Thank
0: you. And the second one is these fucking wild pieces of shit. <laughs> Maybe not pieces of shit. Definitely honkies. I'm definitely going to call them it's, honkies. It's a bunch
1: of wild aunts and uncles.
0: Is God. All it
2: is. Now, yeah. when you say wild and aunts and uncles, I just imagine them on a ranch running like free animals. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Doing I the cookies. <laughs>
0: yeah. and the, this is where the wild uncles play where we have craft beer as far as the eye can see and
1: lazy boys where they can lounge in comfort
0: every day is football day
1: <laughs> now the documentary children of the stars centers around their 28th concave of light in 2012 they have a choir it is sad
2: no. They do
1: not understand word economy, <laughs> economy when writing their music, and so the songs for the choir will be like, and then the Galactic Confederation will come down to us, and Uriel will
2: reign eternally, and then the science and species, and you're just like so they really took a page out of Catholic Kindles. absolutely. <laughs>
0: no, that's a Raphael original.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they do hold it. In the parking lot next to their building. Yes! yes. Where they release 33 white doves out of the flying saucer on the top of the
0: car. So
2: this is like a bizarro world Kanye Sunday service.
0: It is troubling when your religion has the same business plan as a taco truck. Yeah. Of just dominating a San Diego parking lot with Uh, questionable birds. Yes.
3: (laughs)
1: <laughs> is this chicken not gonna ask
0: <laughs> not foolish crazy dude i was just writing my uncle's lowrider and then 33 doves popped out <laughs> and now i got tacos
1: <laughs> the documentary is in memory of one of the members who has passed okay of it's, old age
0: it's not in memory of uriel no herself
1: well no because she she died a long time ago this documentary didn't even go into production until about 20 years after her death
0: okay all right fair enough
1: um, fuck me Multiple people in the documentary have now since passed since it was made in 2012. Uh, And Unarius is slowly dying out probably because people can Google shit.
0: Not until Jaboy gets out there. (laughs)
1: Um, The end credits of the documentary. Basically, this is one long commercial for go fucking watch this documentary and get your mind hole blown. Um, The end credits are basically every member telling the interviewer how they've known him for thousands of years, and it's a different story every time. Also, the <laughs> documentary is filed both under documentaries and science fiction.
0: <laughs> ah, that's a good one. That's great. That's great. a good one because science fiction is all fact.
1: And that is Unarius.
0: God damn. That was
2: fantastic. <laughs> this <sighs> cult a, has palate cleanser. everything.
0: Okay. I am... I am enlisting the help of any listeners out here in the Southern California area. As we know, if I'm going to roll up and take over this cult, I'm going to need some followers that are with me already. If you've got some crazy you fucking straight dresses.
1: straight up try to Jim Jones Unarius?
0: Oh, uh, you bet your fucking ass I am. I'm going to go out there. <laughs> You're going to need more wigs and a bunch of monkeys. I'm going to go out there. Like,
2: they're like 100 years old, honey.
0: Well, old people love me.
2: That's old accurate. white people love me.
0: Look, at. I'm going to roll do. up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to roll up in a fucking low rider with a UFO. On it. Perfect. I'm going to let out 34 doves. <laughs> I'm going to hop out and I'm going to be like, What's up, bitches? I went to UCB. Here's some yes and motherfucker. <laughs> and then I'm going to train them in improv.
1: But then those movies might be good.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to roll up. Beat like the Judd Apatow of
1: Unarius. I'm going to
0: roll up. I'm going to roll up 30 deep cult podcast members. You guys are going to have to go deep undercover. <laughs> there is a chance you will get fired from your job.
2: I want to wear a wig. You can come. Oh yeah, me too. I'm Everyone's here for the coming. outfits. Look, I'm coming for the outfits. Oh, I'll my stay God. for the cult.
1: If we wore crazy outfit, like he, like drag level outfits and showed up and we were like, We are ascended masters here to visit you, we like We they would believe us. Yeah. Yes.
0: I they would okay. have to. Okay, I'm gonna be I'm gonna level with you. I am very serious. If we if every person in Patreon moves their tier up to $40 okay. for <laughs> to two, pay for the outfit. This is not going to happen. No, it's not going to. M- I know it's not going to happen, but I'm putting it out there. If every Patreon donor moves their tier up to the top level for 2 months so
1: we can afford the low rider.
0: I will, and I promise I will spend as much time as I can to go and try and convince them <laughs> that I am the reincarnated <laughs> The leader of their cult.
1: You should go as Raphael.
0: I, that's what I'm saying. I could be Raphael. I look like a Raphael. I could be like, what's up? It's Rafi now. I could do it. I'm coming back as Marilyn Monroe, first and foremost. I'm also coming back as... Um, John
2: F. Kennedy, because go fuck yourself. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I'm coming back as Lee Harvey Oswald. Throw a curveball on them. Uh, I'm coming back as Kim Jong Il okay yeah yeah coming back as Kim Jong Il and my big ass hair is actually symbolism for my giant tumor that I had when I was leader of North Korea
1: oh is that how he died
0: he had a big old fucking tumor on the back of his head I'll show you pictures no one in North Korea was shown pictures of his big ass fucking tumor on the back of his head looked like he had a conjoined twin it was so big damn anyway uh, I'm coming back as Boba Fett <laughs> And technically Jango Fett, I guess, because they are clones, and also all of the clones from the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, Obi-Wan.
2: You gotta be Obi-Wan. I can't
0: be Obi-Wan. I can't be Obi-Wan, because Obi-Wan killed Jango Fett.
1: I'm coming back as McCready from The Thing.
0: (laughs) Oh, solid.
1: Sarah Connor from Terminator. Solid. So I can have some past memories of getting that sweet, sweet love from Kyle (laughs) Reese. Solid. I'm coming back as Freddie Mercury.
0: Okay. also solid
1: and elton john i know he's still Mm. here but i'm in there somewhere Solid. and then i'm also coming back as chester cheetah the cheetos
2: mascot (laughs) yes i'm coming back as roger
0: ebert (laughs) (laughs) and my first order of business sorry just to get a weed uh my first order of business is all your movies suck and i'm here to make them better
2: I'm going to just come back as one of those hot centaurs in the Fantasia movies. (laughs) And I'm going to spend my whole time just bathing.
1: (laughs) I'm coming back. As Puddle Glum from C.S. Lewis's The Silver Chair.
0: Holy Ooh. shit.
2: Deep, deep cut, girl. Deep cuts.
0: I'm coming back deep as cuts. I'm coming back as Tupac Shakur and Biggie Smalls.
1: Oh
0: that'll solve it. I'm piece. coming
1: back as Aaliyah so I can stand trial.
0: Damn. Oh my they god. Got they got <laughs> him. They got him for I'm the so prize. Got him. God. Can all the right.
2: outro just be us <laughs> listing all the people we're coming back <laughs> Yes.
0: If you want to make this a reality, if you want to take cult podcasts and turn it into an actual cult, then you can join our Patreon, because the Patreon donors are the lifeblood of everything that we do, and this episode would not be possible without them. Uh, And as we do every episode, I'm going to start us off with our donors. This episode is brought to you in part by Oliver is Good, Smiley Face. Aww.
2: (laughs) I used to ca- have a cat named Oliver and he was not good. He was bad. Was he an orange tabby? <laughs> yes. Like from Oliver and Company? No, he was. I named him Oliver uh, after that cat, but he also had white spots. Do you know so how, how she knew? How?
0: Andrea, can I introduce you to Oliver? Were meow. you
2: Oliver in a past life? And also Dennis somehow. You were an
0: asshole. <laughs> but she was only Oliver for the first six lives. The last three were somebody else.
1: I was the dog from the movie The Mask.
0: <laughs> oh my
2: God, I loved that dog.
0: I was the mask from the movie Dog's Life.
2: <laughs> uh, This Patreon shout out goes to Itaupupu. <laughs> I can't tell if this is someone's real and unfortunate name or if this is a bit.
0: What is it again? Can you say it one more time? Eat a poo-poo. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> not it's not it's it's not appropriate to laugh. It could it's be it a poo-poo. Oh, Andrea, that's worse. That's somebody's be. real name.
1: My mom had an international student who they often pick American names. And she tried to pick the name Fanny, so her name would have been Fanny (laughs) Poo.
3: And they then
1: had to talk her out of it.
0: Poo is somebody's real name, Andrea. No, it's and you not. be ashamed of did yourself. Did
2: you? Is this not even a Patreon person? <laughs> Wait, did you just? Is this not sister? Is
0: this just a bit? No, 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 no. It is somebody's <laughs> preferred Patreon shout out oh. name.
2: Is it? Did you just Bart Simpson me, you little <laughs> fuck? Or is this your real name? Please DM me. I need gonna to know. I'm going to call my name and deal back with an
1: ice pick. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: my shout out.
1: Is from Cassie Grunder of Cassie Grunder Jewelry Maker of my beautiful engagement rings and this awesome tourmalated quartz ring. And also the wedding earrings and jewelry I wore and like christmas presents for my family last year. Cassie's got a dial. Go to her website.
2: Yeah, check it's out It's amazing. What's the name? What's her
1: website again? Uh it's com. She makes beautiful necklaces, earrings, mm-hmm. rings. She also does custom pieces and wedding sets, so contact her
2: for that. Yeah, and Nancy's she's got She's cool as fuck. She's got
0: yeah. all different types of crystals too. So, yes. check that shit out. I don't out. think
2: she has vagina crystals though.
0: Um no, those are extra. Okay. Yeah i'm sure she knows where to get some though uh she's gotten some questionable crystals from this guy eat a (laughs) poopoo but oliver is good so uh this has been our episode patreon is the way that we make our money (laughs) Um, you have
2: to tell me if it's a bit
0: You can have you can have this happen to your name uh and support us by going to patreon.com slash cultpodcast. podcast. Well,
1: no, but you have to tell me <laughs> if it is a bit. That's so I, great. For just five dollars
0: a month, you get a shout out on the show and access to our speculation zone. Most recently we just put out an episode about
2: witchcraft in pop culture.
0: And it was so fun. It was
2: really interesting too, yeah. which I was not. I mean, like, witches are cool, but I was like, oh, shit, that's some shit I didn't realize.
0: It's very informative. It's very funny. It is all around a great time. And for just $5 a month, you get access to that episode and all of our other episodes. It is very much worth it. Please ask anyone that is already donating and they will tell you the same. Mostly because we tell them to. Um, If you, hey, if you are down to join me on my pilgrimage to El Cajon... (laughs) So that I can convince these people to create a cult.
1: Question. Can we go to Don Carlos Burrito Shop in La Jolla on the way? It's really good.
0: We can go to Don Carlos, but I'm going to say this and you're all going to get mad at me. Don Carlos is like not even close to the best mexican food in san diego. Dick. it's not even close to the best mexican food in san diego i've taken her andrea personally to about four different burrito shops that alfredo's? are like my favorite alfredo's is one of them but it has the to be place, the very
1: the place we went last time was pretty good
0: that place was fucking uh, good we have to find
1: that place again
0: uh lucha libre taco is also in san diego amazingly good the first one not the one that's in the mall go to the real one anyway if you want to join me on my pilgrimage to El Cajon to run this, to take over the reins of this cult, uh, then get at me. Um, send me five minutes of you doing improv with yourself.
2: Oh my God,
0: yeah. No. You have to be, and it has to be really bad. Uh, I feel like the
2: only person who can successfully do improv with himself is Jim Carrey.
0: That's fair. Um, or Robin Williams. Or all right. Fair.
2: fair. Fair. It's fair. either fair or
1: mental illness. Mm. Ca-caw.
0: <laughs> go ahead and send that to at mondo Stuff on instagram or twitter uh you can also go to mondo for my show dates on december 14th i'll be in san diego scoping out i'll be at bare roots uh doing the brouhaha comedy show and uh also scoping out El Cajon, seeing what's up seeing what's good spreading the word out telling them about this new cult leader in town
1: telling them the good news of the last jedi
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Thank you so much. I love you. Bye.
2: If you want to send me your favorite drag outfit or an amazing outfit you've designed, I really want to see it. Please send it to me on all the things at Sundress Comic or check out my art at Andrea Gazette on Instagram. Uh, But yeah, I want to see the craziest costume you've ever made. Please. I want to see it.
0: If your costume don't weigh 75 pounds or more, you ain't shit.
2: Yeah. And also, if you want to send me a live dove, that would be cool. Thank
0: you. Bye. <laughs> no! And stop asking for <laughs> live animals. We
2: do not check our PO box <laughs> often enough. Please do not send us a dove. That's
1: because the... Yeah. I So I went in the other day to, to pick something up. I was like, yeah, we keep getting emails, but it's just this one. And he's like, yeah, our email system is messed up. So <laughs> we, we got to go more often now. Perfect. Just because who knows what's there. Um... If you're one of those art types and you can draw us with bird heads.
3: Yes. yes.
1: Please do that. Do I, it. We, I would love to see what, what birds you interpret each of us as. Um, and I, I want to know who you are the reincarnated version of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do want to see that. I want to mm-hmm. see that. You can find me at Page Wesley on Twitter or at Rampage Wesley on Instagram, and yeah, send me our birdhead art and also paint us as people that you think we're reincarnated as. Oh my god! Yes, yes. please. If you, oh my god,
0: please do it. If you send me, if you send me a picture of somebody you think I'm reincarnated as, I will hang it on my wall. Yeah, definitely. I, that yes. is not an empty promise. I will do it.
1: I'm coming back as Dick Halloran from The Shining, and you can all start addressing me as such.
0: Fuck yeah. I, uh, I'm definitely, uh, i definitely the reincarnated bucket of tuna from Jimmy John's. <laughs> that was me in a past life.
2: I don't know. It smells a little fishy. <laughs> uh,
0: that was some good yes anding. Uh, if you like the show, then you can follow us on Instagram at Colt Podcast.
1: Or on Twitter at Colt Podcast Show.
0: You can also send us an email to our fancy new email. It's, a, it's the same. The, co- the concept of email is new relatively
2: it's not
0: i mean i've been around no
2: galactic library thank you (laughs) but
0: i do have to go to the galactic library to check my email (laughs) that's what gmail stands for galactic mail (laughs) anyway um you can send us an email to cult podcast show at gmail.com
1: or if you want to send us tiaras yes yes or that art
0: if you want if you make art and you want to send it to us
1: art all of it cross glitter. stitches that say mean things
0: yes yes don't send glitter i will d- cry
1: fill the box with spiders no fake ones
0: fake fake spiders even
1: worse oh my
2: god that time i threw all the spiders at armando's face when i was opening the box it was so good i will cry <laughs> he yelled so loud uh, we
1: we were eating some delicious beef jerky from canada if you have jerky that you want to unload feel free to send it to us you can send that to 3756 West Avenue 40 Sweet K number 237
0: Like, like the shining.
1: shining Los Angeles California 90065 and I think I'm gonna say don't drink the blue milk from Star Wars cause Ooh. it's real and we don't know what it is <laughs> and don't drink the Kool-Aid bye, bye.
3: CACAAA!